0: and it's going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. So I don't mean to get too deep and you can tell me to pivot away. But um, I I was also in a very bad relationship.
1: That's what we're going to call them. This is the, the filtered part where we say the yeah. bad
0: relationship. <laughs> um, with a narcissistic sociopath. My favorite. Uh, I know, I know. They catch you when you're down and they love bomb you and then the next thing you know you're like why am i constantly afraid for my well-being why am i looking down the barrel of a loaded gun how yeah. did i get here how did i get here and so i think obviously it is not your fault is the first thing like let's just get that like right out of the way like it is not your fault but then i did find myself wondering i was like okay I have terrible boundaries. I need to work on my boundaries. How did I get there? How do I improve them? And that's constant work in progress for me. But that was a real wake up call because I was like, wow, if I am not aware that something is wrong, unless I'm being physically hurt, what does that say about me and my level of like, what is acceptable? I need to recalibrate that.
1: I used to say, like, maybe I just have a high tolerance for pain, maybe that's what it is, but even that's unhealthy. You shouldn't have a tolerance for pain at all. You should have something to protect yourself and you shouldn't have to put yourself through pain to be with someone.
0: Exactly. Um, How do you think that this person was able to catch you in their web?
1: I know exactly how, unfortunately. (laughs) Um,
0: Only if you feel comfortable talking No, about. no,
1: it's fine. It kind of helps to like speak about this experience. I grew up with a single parent. I said this to you like a little bit of a while ago. My dad was supposed to pick me up. He's not always in my life. And he said he was on his way from Maryland. That's like about a five-hour trip. And at that point I had shaky relationships with my roommate to the point that I wasn't even living in the dorm yeah. room and in that space of that day was when I said yes to the worst person of my life because my father never came yeah I was waiting all night for him to pick me up and take me home for break he never came at all he said he was there was a long text drama something about ice on the roads and all this other stuff and I had to wait overnight in the lounge of my dorm to be finally picked up to go home oh my gosh And because of that experience, I think that was the most vulnerable I've been ever. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said yes, even though I had reservations. And I realized that I pushed those aside. Yep. And I said yes to that person. And that was the worst mistake of my life. Yeah. And it sucks to have this type of hindsight and reflection to know exactly what point I saw that fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Because I know now. I know exactly what it was that led down this path. Maybe if my dad had been honest, maybe if he hadn't gone to do what he does, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have said yes. I would have ignored this person. I would have let that go. And my college experience might have been different. I might have three degrees. I don't know. (laughs) Anything could have happened, anything positive, but it didn't. I went down a darker path because I was so broken, so hurt that, like, yet again,
0: he never came. That is, yeah. And it's almost like they're waiting, like, on the periphery for that moment. Um, I don't know how they pick up on it either. Because,
1: I'm like, he didn't know that my dad was never going to come pick me up. But he was there in that space.
0: Do you think that he had marked you previously?
1: I don't know. I, I couldn't know what was yeah. on in his mind. I mean, And I have- be glad. Be glad. <laughs> this is
0: one thing that I'm always, like, I am glad that I cannot think in that way. That I don't have one of those brains that I can't project into that kind of a brain.
1: I mean, even with a psychology background, there's yeah. no way that I can break down a psyche like at yeah. all. I wouldn't even want to touch it because exactly. I'm intermingled into that and I don't want to be around that anymore. Yeah. I want to be around that self.
0: So if we talk about like mental health um, and how do you take care of your mental health if, say – your home life is chaotic, you're at a school where you're surrounded by entirely white people who are tearing down <laughs> Black Lives Matter posters, right? How do so you ridiculous. carve out, is it possible? Is it even possible to carve out a safe space when you're when there are so many different assaults coming or so many different aggressions and so many people like projecting this Their emotional labor onto you.
1: My first instinct is to be like, No, that's impossible because I don't think I ever created a safe space. But if I think about it, when during that time I spent so much time alone in my room and I was just there by myself, away from everyone, I closeted myself away from the entire world. I spent time, I mean, I was playing Skyrim and (laughs) watching Netflix,
0: yes, but um.
1: I cut off the world to protect myself.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes it, you need to.
1: Social media can be
0: overwhelming. Yeah.
1: And seeing everything streamlined so immediately is mm-hmm. exhausting. I think that a self-care that people don't say too often besides face mask and taking a bubble bath. Ugh. I know. I, I roll my eyes at that as well. Because, like, yeah. you know, what if you don't have a bathtub? What if you only have a shower? There's that. Um, I wrote a lot. I played video games, I spent time away from my phone. Mm-hmm. That helps. Yeah, Putting your phone down does a lot for your mentality that I don't th- think people realize. Um, you can tell your friends that you're doing poorly and mm-hmm. they can try to help or talk you through it or be there to support it any way that they can. Um, phone call to a close family member or a sibling, that can yeah. help. Um, Sometimes you just need to breathe away from everyone else. And I think that's the best form of self care is you have to be comfortable with yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this is a theme that we've sort of been talking about in many of these interviews is that the longest relationship you were ever going to be in is the one with yourself. Exactly. And if you're not good with yourself.
1: How can you like, expect other people to be good with you?
0: Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That. Exactly. Um, but there's also, it's such tricky ground because it's like, okay, you want to be okay with yourself. But when you're being cyclically attacked by so many people and taking on, to go back to your American lit class. Oh
1: my God. Take on
0: <laughs> an entire like culture. Every single person across history, all of that is now yours, as a student. You're expected to somehow weigh in on, which is just ludicrous. Um, what? So, oh yeah. So something else that we've been talking about is okay. Identifying emotional labor, and the fact that it is basically an industry of unpaid work, and how could we shift this so that we're not doing on a daily basis so much. And I'm not saying like don't – like there are people who do want to learn and maybe they're a little bit awkward about it, Um, but grateful for people who make that effort. Um, But the reality is that it's an industry with a lot of work and that work should be paid. Um, And we've been talking about ways to turn sort of problematic emotional labor into actual paid industries. So that it's not something that someone has to do every day for free, to kindly educate others, but that we recognize the fact that this is an entire industry with a lot of work, and work is something that deserves a fair wage. And how do we get there? So, um, what are some of the things that you wish that your classmates, or that other people, what like what can what can I do, or what can someone else do to not put so much emotional labor on you?
1: Um, I can hear my friend's voice, i Google is free. is what she yeah. says all the time. Um, time is a valuable fake commodity, because time is not real, right? But yet, we have so much to do in such a little time. If you can take the time to type on your phone something, then do it. Do that first. If you have questions, if you want to vent to someone, I think the healthiest thing you can do is ask if I'm in the space to hear your vent, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'm not. I'm not always in a receptive mood or temperament, and I can't help you if I'm at my low. Yeah. (laughs) So ask first Mm -hmm. would be the first step, instead of just dumping it on someone and throwing them in the wind. Yeah. I get a lot of people who, I guess, are very insensitive to the fact that if I'm a black woman who is navigating this political unrest on a constant basis 24-7 because like I wake up black so mm. <laughs> that's not going away anytime soon um, I mean it's true Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean I have to be this person every day of my life and sometimes I need a break from activism from challenging misogyny from challenging people who are transphobic or
0: who are homophobic because you already have Jobs.
1: Yes. (laughs) Like I have things that I have to do, and I cannot voice on every subject ever. And I'm not always ready to hear about why someone isn't being the best form of activist ever. I also am a real person. I am not just a free Google or a Rosetta Stone for all black issues. Yeah. I need space to breathe, and I think that having the respect to ask me before dumping your stuff or your questions or your queries would be the greatest blessing—is to ask so that I have yeah. the freedom to say no.
0: Yeah, I think that that's really important. Is and not enough people ask, "Are you comfortable with this?"
1: No, <laughs> that's a <laughs> question. That's another question I wish people ask: Are you okay to hear my event? Is it okay to come to you? Yeah, like, are you in a good space to help me? That would make a tremendous difference in how I view you as a person is if you ask me first if it's okay to do something. Because that means that you respect my boundaries and that you care about my space, my energy, and our friendship, if anything, it's that you asked. And that's all it takes is just to ask. Yeah. And that's something that people don't do. They just word vomit all over the place. And I'm just supposed to clean that up and make sense of it
0: and that's not your job
1: it's not if it was
0: i would definitely charge a really high price for it and that's something that we've been talking about a lot is like maybe we should start doing that and what are ways that we can do that because that is a lot of work and we already have jobs and we're already not getting on the dollar so really to have to deal with that daily is exhausting and then we talk about work-life balance another buzzword that is super annoying just like self-care and a lot of it is like not it is unfair to expect someone to deal with your emotional labor every day or to deal with everyone's emotional labor every day because how are you going to show up for yourself
1: i actually told my partner i was like so there's two things to this I told my partner that like I am not Google if you can Google it yourself please do so yeah. I am not your therapist and then whenever my grandmother asked me like you know hey how's your relationship going I'm like it's healthy Yeah. Is the first answer I get because we actually communicate and talk and that's important and the fact that my boundaries are respected are mm-hmm. also very important yeah I just wish that more people knew that they they could ask and that would be totally okay for them to ask yeah maybe people are scared i don't know there's the idea that black women are inherently aggressive and mean and rude which isn't true we can be soft we can be quirky we can be whatever the fuck we want to be actually so <laughs> you can ask a black woman something but give make sure, someone the
0: choice yeah are they in the headspace do they want to delve into it or should someone just go to freaking google Yes, please and do just their go, own research. <laughs> just
1: go to Google. Yeah. Google is free. Yeah. I am not.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there are like good resources. Like do do your homework. Good for you for wanting to educate yourself. But I'm not your teacher. You're not paying me. Go go somewhere else. Yeah, and I think that's huge. Is asking people, is it okay? Are you comfortable? That gets lost, and that's I think a really simple step. That I think. Honestly, everyone could benefit from incorporating.
1: I did a piece where I was talking about navigating vent spaces too, because social media, um, besides it being our brand, it can also just be our way to scream into the
0: void. hmm
1: And sometimes what's screaming into the void doesn't necessarily need comment either. Yeah. And I get this question a lot as well, is like, oh, well, you're like, why do you want advice for this? And I, most of the time, say no. I wasn't asking for advice, I just wanted to scream into the void for a little bit, if that's okay with everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my space, so I should be allowed to say what I need to or get it off my chest, mm-hmm. especially if I'm not coming to people one-on-one.
0: You are entitled to your feelings, and no one should be arguing with your feelings.
1: Exactly.